You're listening to RGV Titan Radio. We are the 956. The views and opinions expressed by our guests, hosts, and or DJs do not, we repeat, do not reflect the official policy or position of RGV Titan Radio, our affiliates, or our sponsors. RGVTitanRadio.com. We are the 956. Welcome to the Movie Know It All podcast here on RGV Titan Radio. We are the 956. We are your hosts. I'm Will. And I'm Bob. Everybody cage rage. Nick. Everybody cage rage. (laughs) That is like underdoing it, dude. That's underselling it, my friend. Yeah, and you can do pretty much anything with that song. It's Nicholas Cage. <laughs> I like what Nostalgia Critic did with it, dude. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> it's like, that's fucking hilarious, dude. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This week, we are dedicating an entire episode to the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Nicholas Cage. Uh, the man who uh, can do 10 movies in a year and do something different in every single one of them, man. Fucking bro- I'm glad we... That's the only thing that's my favorite thing about this shattered reality we got to keep that nicholas cage yeah you know like, with everything that's going on in the world man i'm i'm glad to know that we have at least one constant and that yeah. is Nicolas cage performance yeah dude the hulk hogan of hollywood <laughs> <laughs> the hulk hogan of hollywood i love that i love that like, so always, uh always time for cage man like he i i wouldn't be surprised if he pulled another oscar in his lifetime i really wouldn't uh, be I, I wouldn't be surprised, but then again, I do not believe that is at all what he is chasing. Oh, like, fuck no, with, not chasing. With, with I guarantee you, he can go to into any uh, any any office, uh, any talent agency right now, and be like, "Put me in an Oscar-worthy movie," and they'll put him in an Oscar-worthy <laughs> movie, and he will win an Oscar. Oh yeah, but sure. He's, he's not all. He's not about that life, man. No, he's I not think, about that life. I think he'd win an Oscar by accident. Like he'd, he'd he'd be just like that kid at the fishing pier with the with the little kid fishing rod that caught the thirty pound bass. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, like just one of those. Like I didn't mean to catch it. Like you know what I mean. Like yeah. I I just feel like he'd do he'd end up doing a fucking movie where everybody's like, okay, we can't pretend that didn't happen, right? Like we just can't ignore <laughs> that movie. That like, we could try to ignore that movie, but we've been ignoring a lot of movies, and people are getting a little pissed off, and they're gonna get pissed if we ignore this one. I think like, he. Uh, I think the only reason he won the Oscar uh, back in the day was because, like, he was he was just trying something different. He's like, "Oh shit, an Oscar!" Like, leaving Las Vegas were, was that little. Because <laughs> they were trying little, to snub, uh, they were trying to snub Christian Slater. <laughs> <laughs> Which what did he do? What did he do that year? Christian Slater did he, did he do something? I, I Oscar worthy that year? I, I think he got nominated for best supporting actor for Interview with a Vampire. Oh, did he? I think okay. so. I could be wrong, but oh, like, it's okay. <laughs> a like, damn shame, man. I like Christian Slater. I do too, and he's still really good. Watching him for Maniac. Well, maybe don't. You, some people might not be able to yeah. handle that at all. Yeah. You know what, dude? I respect. I respect a man who's confident enough in his own, in his own acting ability that he is willing to really shit himself in actual yeah, yeah. <laughs> in real like, life. 
Nope. <laughs> I, I but anyway, man. Cage would blow his own head off for a movie if you asked him. If he paid him enough money, he might. Speaking Cage. of blowing his own head off, mm-hmm. <laughs> something some, or, 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 or shitting your own pants, something I know for a fact that Nicolas Cage would have no problem doing. In fact, I think that he has done it. We just haven't heard about it. You know, one of those, oh, one of those anecdotes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whenever he dies in a movie, I think he literally like bo- voids his bowels <laughs> just to be more realistic. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, I really think that if you blow his head off, another one will grow back like that fucking alien in Men in Black. <laughs> like Tony Shalhoub in Men in Black just grows a head back. One of the funniest scenes is when he blows his head off and he's like, you're back. No. And how'd you know his head will grow back? Grows back. <laughs> that is say great. back one more time, motherfucker. I dare you. I dare, dare you. <laughs> say back one more. Go- one more goddamn time. That movie is a soulless cash grab, but it, that that scene is funny. Yeah. All right. I soulless cash grab. Be damned. I still like it. Like, don't 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 misunderstand me. I like all the Men in Black movies. Literally all three of them. I think they're great. Uh, part two is is god awful, terrible, and I hope that uh, <laughs> Batman and Robin then watch Men in Black too. But really? Men in Black Three uh, saved it, and then uh, Men in yeah. Black International was like a big fu. I forgot everybody. about that one. I didn't. Yeah. I never even watched that one. I totally forgot that existed. Yeah. No. The, the the there was there was a great story in Men in Black Two, but but they were like, you know what? Let's just play it safe. Yeah, that was definitely the problem with it. But yeah, but uh, with that movie. with all that, <laughs> I find it funny because I guarantee you, Nicolas Cage was up for a role in one of those movies. Nicholas Cage he actually, I'm sure. He had to have been, right? He it's either to gonna be, it's either gonna be Tommy Wiseau or him that's gonna like save us from like billionaires. <laughs> like it's gonna, it's gonna be the alien that saves us from from like Elon Musk and his rockets. Yeah, I would hey, doubt if if Lex if he was. Lex Luthor was trying to get beachfront property to fire rockets. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> getting launching rockets to get beachfront property. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in, in two different movies, by the way. Yeah. You know but, what they say about the Superman movies? Location, location, location. <laughs> but, uh, it breaks my heart every time I think of, of uh, Superman Returns because there was so much going for that freaking movie, you know? Superman and it, Returns. He doesn't do anything, but he returned. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it robbed Nicolas Cage of the role that he was born to play, which is Superman. There's still time. I, I I really want I really want an animated movie. Uh-huh. I really do. And I don't want Kevin Smith's. I'm sure I'm sure it'll be amazing. I want what Tim Burton was gonna do. <laughs> but, but, I, I just, but like, do you do you think that uh, uh, that Ke- Kevin Smith's style would have worked with uh, with uh, um, Tim Burton? Absolutely not. Not at the time. No, no way. No. Fuck no. <laughs> it wouldn't work now. Um, I, I well, I say that, but if Tim Burton did yoga hosers, I might not hate it so much. Um, <laughs> like I, 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 you know, I, I respect and get what he says about that movie. Uh, I, I, I've never felt that he's trying to save face, ex- in, except when he talks about that film. Uh-huh. Like I don't think no one sets out to make a movie that bad. Um, yeah. it, it, it's just like I said, if I ever recommend, if if we're ever sitting down and I recommend you to watch yoga hosers it's because i'm trying to waste 90 minutes of your life because i dislike you <laughs> like don't trust don't don't if i ever tell you to watch yoga hosers just assume i don't like you like for real 
Like I, I believe. I believe uh, uh, Kevin Smith when he says that the only reason he made that movie was to put his daughter in a movie. I believe and that, make, and and to make and to make a movie that uh, that uh, teenage girls would have fun watching and making fun of on a Saturday night. Uh, I can, I can't. Like, I'm sorry. I I, it's, I don't see anybody watching that on a Saturday night and enjoying it. Like, I really <laughs> don't. Like, that's what you watch Willy's Wonderland for. Go back and listen to that episode yeah. if you haven't yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. a great episode. It was it was really good. I really enjoyed I really enjoyed recording it. It was a lot of fun. But uh, <laughs> if you think that's a lot of fun, wait till you see the next episode, huh? 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 But anyway, yeah, uh, I, I don't I don't think their styles would have meshed. Um, I, I I imagine um, Smith wrote like from what I from the one I did read. I don't know if that was actually his. Uh, it's just one that I found on the internet. It probably really was. I know it's floating around out there somewhere. Uh, it was really good, and it, it has the making of probably being the greatest like Justice League cartoon that they could have ever made. Mm -hmm. uh, would be Kevin Smith's interpretation of Superman Reborn. But like, <laughs> I, I I just want to see Tim Burton's Superman lives in an animated movie. Um, I would I would love to hear Nicolas Cage like just voice voice Superman. I'd love to see the cartoon designed <laughs> literally after him. Like, I believe in truth, justice, and the American way. <laughs> <laughs> Lois, I come from a planet unlike yours. <laughs> I just want to see it. Up, up, and away. That would be fucking fantastic. But no, I would have, I would have loved to have seen it. Um, I I do hate I to see that freaking costume in like like in action, dude. Like, what have you good? seen the behind the scenes uh, uh, costume fitting? Watch the documentary. Like, I've watched everything that everything that exists about that stupid fucking movie that never got to be. Uh, yeah, no, I've seen it. Like, I I'm I'm literally pretty obsessed with it. I really, really, really wanted them to do it. There's uh, this the wonderful uh, documentary by the late great John Schnepp. Uh, who uh, uh, it was called The Death of Superman Lives, What Happened? And that, if you're interested in what happened to the uh, uh, Tim Burton, Nicolas Cage Superman film, that goes into the, the deepest depths of what happened that I've ever seen. Uh, John Schnepp really knew what he was doing when, when it came to uh, getting the, uh, the down low on, uh, on what happened. So check that out. I think that's on Amazon, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's there. It's on Amazon and, and Prime. Like and that's the thing that I, I've always really, it's on YouTube also, like by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the thing I always, I, I always did kind of want to see more of that Nicolas Cage was really trying to tap into while, while planning this, this movie out. Cause they were, they were all, but like they did everything except start shooting. Yeah. Like, they, they literally they did, did costume everything. fittings. They did, they did, uh, uh, they did set buildings. They built the sets. Yeah, uh, some of them were used for for another film. I forgot which other film they they used the uh, the actual sets that they built for, but they yeah. actually did use it for another film. Uh, everybody got paid for it. Yeah, everyone know? got paid. They did everything but film the fucker. Yeah, like Warner Brothers just pulled out last second, and I get it. Like it 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 was plagued with issues, yeah. and like I totally understand why Warner Brothers was just like cut and run, cut and run now. Yeah. But like God, we were so close to it. And like, uh, don't don't get me wrong. I'm ninety nine percent positive it would have been a financial catastrophe. Just catastrophe. You think so? Uh, I think it would have flopped miserably in film. 
Uh, I think it would have set the superhero genre back like really far. Um, I think if Superman Lives happened, and I'm I'm not even kidding when I say this, uh, Spider Man wouldn't have. Oh would've, really? You, I don't you think, think I you think that it would have killed the. You think it would have put the death knell in superheroes? Yeah. yeah, I think they would have backed. I think Marvel would have backed one more really big comic run, rather than backing a movie, with oh. Sony and Spider Man. Um, from what I understand, when they did Spider-Man, uh, Marvel only had about enough money to either make one really big movie mm-hmm. or put out one really big, like, one last big series of stories. Yeah. And I really think that if Superman Lives happened, uh, they would have just shook up the comic book industry with more stuff. But, like, no way we would have seen a Spider-Man movie. I think everybody at, at Sony would have just been like, fuck that. Do you hear how much money Warner lost? <laughs> like I'm good. Yeah. Like I am good. Because I mean, really look at it. That was Nicolas Cage in 1997. 1997. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so this was off the heels of Face Off, Con Air, like yeah. The Rock. He was still he was still Academy Award winner Nicolas Cage back then. Yeah, this would have been like uh, fucking casting Stallone as Batman in the 80s. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like it would have been huge, and like. You know, you had Christopher Walken as Brainiac. You had Tim Burton directing it, mm-hmm. who was still like, like, don't, don't, like, if you're not as old as we are, like, understand something. Tim Burton has always kind of been Tim Burton big. Yeah. Like, from Beetlejuice on, he's always been pretty fucking big. Believe it or not, Tim Burton used to be an extremely creative individual. Very. With actual, with actual, really good ideas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, um, he had he had a power that nobody else in Hollywood had. And if he would have used that power for uh, uh, for Superman, it would have been it would have been big. But I I can see why they didn't do it. And I'm kind of glad, like you said, um, I think they would have stymied his his creative uh, juices. Yeah, um, because they would have gotten this this would have followed up Batman and Robin, dude. Yeah. But then again, remember last time they gave him full creative control, they they got Superman Returns, which was yeah. a good movie. Don't uh, like, don't get me wrong. It was I, I love Superman Return. I mean, Batman Returns, yeah. but it 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 scared all the kids and parents and everything and McDonald's and 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 the um, union was pissed. Yeah, you know. But uh, that being said, uh, I think I agree with you that it would have been a huge commercial flop, but it would have become. Uh, like oh, I'm, sure, I'm sure on DVD it would have been the thing of legend. It would have been it would have been loved for all the wrong reasons, you know, yeah. like I, so bad it's good, like super like Batman and Robin is nowadays. Yeah, like Batman and Robin sort of sort of like rediscovered a life on DVD, uh, um, and it did fine in theaters. And I, I and that's the thing. Let me rephrase that. I'm sure like financially they would have recovered, but they wouldn't yeah. have made shit. Like yeah. everybody's gonna go see it because it's Superman. Yeah, you know what I mean. Everybody would have gone to see it because it's Superman. Why wouldn't you go see Superman? But like, it wouldn't have made the money that they were wanting to make with it. You don't make that kind of money. You don't make that kind of a movie to get your money back. You make that kind of a movie to fucking get money for it. Exactly. And yeah. like, there would have been no money to be made. Like that. That movie was way <laughs> like. Tim, I've read Tim Burton's script. And it like, was like it was like a, at the time, 
I think it would have been like a two hundred and fifty million dollar budget. Something fucking ridiculous like and, that. And 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 a two hundred fifty million dollar budget in nineteen ninety seven. Uh, that is like ridiculous. Yeah, that's like Heaven's Gate Ishtar money, dude. Like you don't you don't get that kind of money, dude, at all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you're like, like <laughs> that's that's one of those like you better be like reinventing the film like yeah. kind of money. And keep and, in mind, this is the same year. This is the same year that James Cameron was making Titanic, and he was right. spending that much money, right? right? He was spending that much money on his Titanic, which everybody thought was going to be a flop on its own. So Warner yeah. Brothers is going to be like, yeah, we're not going to spend any more of that money. Right. And like, I, I I, mean, could you blame them? You know what I mean? I don't blame them at all, you know, especially on something like Superman, which uh, like it, it, it hadn't. The last Superman movie was a Superman, a quest for peace, which was, I think it was ni- 1988. Nice. And it just like it, it didn't make any money whatsoever, man. That movie. I, if I'm, I'm like, excuse me. Excuse me. Um, like being a million, million, million percent honest, man. Like, I mean, you know me. I'm a collector of action figures. Yeah. I, I really, 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 really want a nuclear man toy. It's, it's a shame that that uh, that they never made one, man. I know. You know. We never got, we never got a nuclear man toy. I want a freaking Nicolas Cage Superman figure, dude. Yeah. So do I. So do I. So do uh, I. McFarlane needs, needs to make a subline called the uh, the concept series, where uh, they make. They make uh, Nicolas Cage's Superman, or they make Marlon Wayans Robin. You know, <laughs> like, like yeah. get those get those cast choices that we never got, and put yeah. them in, in real life. You know, John Malkovich's Joker that would have been John amazing. Mal- oh, dude, John Malkovich's fal- uh, 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 what what was it? The uh, the Vulture, dude. John Malkovich would have made an awesome oh, Vulture. That's right, he was gonna be the Vulture, right? At yeah. And Sam Raimi's Spider Man Three. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. But, yeah. See, that would be cool. Like, I'd love I'd love to see stuff like that, especially now that he's like, you remember how I told you the other day that he's combating the the scalpers by re-releasing everything? Yes. So they just announced the the re-release of the Flashpoint Thomas Wayne. Um mm-hmm. but did you did you see the difference though? What's the difference? Real kick in the nuts. This one doesn't come with guns. What? Farland is dropping the guns from the lions. So like, oh, what? All of them? It looks like it. Uh, no, the, dude, you can't look, do that, man. Look at the new Suicide Squad line figures. None of them have guns. Dude, so so he's giving the he's he's keeping giving the gifts to the scalpers, dude. Because now the money's going to be in the figures with the guns. Yeah, which I'm fine with. I have them, but uh, okay. <laughs> like, I'm such a dick. But yes. yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing with the the Jason Todd. They're re-releasing Red Hood, and he doesn't come with guns. This time, he comes with a crowbar. But that's like that's like the 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 main feature of that yeah. Batman of of the Red Hood, dude. Like yeah, these guns, what, man. That's why I was like, forget about ever seeing a re-release of the Grim Knight. I guess, dude. That's like, like that's <laughs> like releasing a, that's like releasing a Batman figure without the cape, dude. Yeah, which they've done, but like <laughs> Beyond but, doesn't count. <laughs> yeah but um yeah dude like there, there's just so much they could have done with it i really would have loved to have seen it um i i i really wish we could have seen cage in some actual superhero movies and instead of him being in the the end of the bad ones like, <laughs> yeah because there was a whole like from in from the 90s to the early aughts 
the majority of your superhero movies were ble- were really, really, really bad. Like X Men and like Blade are the only ones that come, and Spider Man uh, yeah. are the only ones that come to mind that kind of like took it a little like it's better than it has to be. You know what and I mean? And then the like, good ones, the good ones are like based on obscure comics. Like Mystery Men was based on a Flaming Carrot comic, right, where the Mystery right. Men wasn't even the main characters of that story of those stories. Right. You know, right, right. Um, like. There was there was a, a a movie called I mean you had movies like Ghost World you had movies like uh, uh, A History of Violence yeah um, uh, Road to Perdition um, all those were based on comics or graphic novels you know mm-hmm. but then you had superhero movies like um, like Cat, the Phantom Catwoman. you know Catwoman you know with my like, fucking boy Billy Zane. <laughs> Why the fuck haven't we done Billy Zane month? <laughs> because he only has three good movies. <laughs> you found a third one? <laughs> yes, I I'm just, counting Back to the Future Part Two. <laughs> I just we fucking love Billy Zane here at the Movie Know It All podcast. Yeah, dude. Right. <laughs> I speak for fucking. It, I, I don't care. It, it may say there may be a disclaimer that says that we don't speak for the radio station. I speak for fucking everyone when I say Billy Zane's a fucking treasure. Like, <laughs> yeah. Give me more goddamn Billy Zane. More of a treasure than Christy Swanson, but we'll get into that later. Oh. <laughs> Buffy the Minority Slayer. <laughs> Bazinga. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man. Well, Spanish, I mean, Nicholas Cage. Huh? She better learn to speak Spanish if she ever wants to learn to talk to her grandkids. Oh, <laughs> stupid bitch. We had to move on uh, podcast to apologize to Christy Swanson for not saying fuck you sooner. Um, go on. <laughs> no, uh, I was going to say, man, uh, Nicolas Cage, dude, like he is such a hardcore superhero slash comic book nerd, dude. And um, he wants to be in every single comic book movie that's ever being made, right? Yeah. So, uh, he um he's been he's been chasing like his dream was to play superman yeah um he even named his kid kal-el yeah you know? i know uh which is a cool name by yeah. the way you know? it really really is um know, dude. and 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 then he played uh he played ghost rider in two really shitty movies which i am i am so ashamed uh of of the uh, of the director of that movie mark steven johnson because come on dude like you can do better than that dude mark steven johnson made uh like he wrote grumpy old men for christ's sakes dude like two two of the best comedies ever you know and then he goes on and he writes uh he directed uh um a daredevil yeah and the the studio really fucked up with that fucked that movie up and uh it really director's cut you showed me is just like wow it's a lot better it's so much better dude because you know it's 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 more in depth like it 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 makes more sense uh it's two hours long Mm -hmm. instead of the the hour and a half that the original theatrical cut was but um yeah man like it's so much more of a noir film yeah exactly what daredevil should be because like whether you whether anybody cares to admit it or not daredevil's a batman ripoff like yeah. so, it, it should feel more noir, more detective stuff, and like you really do kind of get that with that director's cut. It feels like a Daredevil movie. Yeah, yeah. But and and then and then he makes he makes Ghost Rider, and like, how do you mess up Ghost Rider, dude? 
I'll tell you I, how you messed it up. Hire Mark Steven Johnson as a fucking director. Like, I'll tell you. When Ghost Rider's on screen, like when, when he's not Johnny Blaze, when it's Ghost Rider, like head on fire Ghost Rider, it's kind of cool. But it's kind <laughs> of cool because it looks fucking neat. And yeah. it's like, okay, dude, like 90% of, I, I, I'm, I'm, again, I'm speaking for everybody here. If you're a Ghost Rider fan, it's because you saw Ghost Rider somewhere in a picture and you said that. I want to yeah. fucking read that. That's what happened to me. Like you, you like, saw that on a tattoo of some guy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, hold on. There's a comic book about a guy whose oh, his head's a skull and it's on fire, and he rides a motorcycle yeah. that's also on fire. Like, yeah, let me get a few of those, please. Like, so <laughs> I I get it. I, I mean, I remember, even Todd McFarlane was like, looked at that and said, I could do that. <laughs> and I I remember watching uh, the movie for the first time, and I'm a fan of of. Uh, some of the older Ghost Rider stories, and I say older, I mean like from the '90s and the '80s, but like uh, not the Ditko Ghost Rider. You're talking about the uh, uh, who who was it that was it Ennis that wrote the Ghost Rider stories? No, I'm not sure. Punisher. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure if he wrote Ghost Rider, but I know for sure he wrote Punisher. But it was around yeah, that yeah, time. That's right. That's right. He did write Punisher. Yeah, it was around the War Journal era of oh. Ghost Rider, and um, <laughs> like. Blackheart is a fucking amazing villain in the comic. Yeah. Like Blackheart's a fucking demon, like with no souls. It's kind of cool. Like a demon with no soul. And like So you know how I know you know how I know how how Blackheart looks? Because I used to play the Marvel versus Capcom video games. That's right. (laughs) That's right. Blackheart's a character. Okay. So then you know that like Blackheart's more like smoke. Yeah, than anything like it's it's not really tangible. Like uh, Blackheart's just this. Which is the one people. movie where it's okay for the villain to be a cloud of smoke. I'm yeah, you Green Lantern in Fantastic Four. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, uh, fuck both of those movies. But um, <laughs> God Almighty, Parallax, the World Eaters, the puff of smoke. Anyway, I'm gonna beat him with a big fist. <laughs> not in any comic are you gonna you know what i'm moving on but like moving on. Moving on. blackheart and you cast the kid from american beauty and don't get me wrong i think west bentley's that a guy's actor. a great actor dude like west like west bentley he really is a good actor he, he was up for the role of spider-man but he lost it to toby Maguire, which rightfully so for Raimi's version of spider-man yeah he was also he was also up for the role of Batman uh, before Batman begin before it was Batman Begins before Christopher Nolan got his hands on it. Uh, mm-hmm. Warner Brothers was going to call it Batman Year One. Yeah, and that was going to be directed by Darren Aronofsky. Right, and Wes Bentley yep. was going to play Bruce Wayne. And like I remember, that was like pretty set in stone until yep. they just like fuck it and like killed it, gave it to a whole new director. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> Like, Aronofsky would have killed him, man. Aronofsky no, I'm sure would've. Aronofsky would have been fucking amazing. I'm sure it would have been. It would have been a. It would have been a four hour, four hour uh, movie of him staring into the cave, <laughs> and, then, and then at the end of the movie, going, "I got it." But it would have been <laughs> really good. Yeah. <laughs> like, those four hours would. It would have won ten Oscars. <laughs> yeah, like I'm sure it would have. Like yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure it literally would have started with him stumbling into the, into the cave, like with bullet wounds. And he's coughing up blood, and like yeah. Alfred is trying to stitch him up, and we just go into flashback, like, ah! 
Like, yeah. hey, I'm Bruce Wayne. I bet you're wondering how I got here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just like flash it back and how did yeah. Batman get shot? You know what I mean? And I'm sure it would have been fucking amazing. I'm yeah. sure it would have been amazing. But like, I'm glad it went the route that it went. But he was fucking god goddamned awful as Blackheart. Like, he had no direction. He no, he no didn't. Direction. He had no direction. He had no idea what he was playing. They just told oh. him he was a bad guy, and he was like, okay. Like, how old am I supposed to be? You're supposed to be 10,000 years old, but I want you to play like a 16 year old who just broke up with his girlfriend. Yep. Okay. <laughs> like, it's weird. And I, I fucking hated it. Like, I did, I guess, spoiler alert, but does anybody care? It's Ghost Rider. Yeah. Like, I did like the, the actual story behind it. Like, he was trying to take the Book of a Thousand Souls, and I thought it was cool that he gets it, and, and like, because Ghost Rider can rip your soul out of your body. He, like, uh, he Ghost Rider he, rips he all thousands. Your soul. He taints your soul with the pain of, of, uh, of uh, those that have been wronged or something like that. Yeah, like he can were. like he can transfer the pain of all the souls of all the pain that you cause or something like that. Yeah, he well, he burns the soul too. So like yeah. now he's got a thousand souls in him and he rips him apart. And like, dude, that was cool. Like, how do you have a cool ending, a cool premise, and such a bad movie when you have Nicolas Cage as your fucking protagonist? Like, what are you doing? Like, and then I'm I'm thinking, you know what, Spirit of Vengeance. Like, mm -hmm. cool. Let's try. It was, it was, it was everybody going, all right, let's try this again. How can we make this worse? <laughs> and that's what it felt like they did. I was like, dude, even, yeah. even the fucking CGI looks worse. Like, dude, there's a scene. See, like, here, here's like, they give you everything that you need, dude. They give, they give the filmmakers every single thing that they need to make this a badass movie. Dude, there's a scene where he pisses fire, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, there's a scene where he takes over a giant excavator and turns it into his, his ride, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like the flaming, a giant excavator, like flaming thing, dude. And this movie was even more boring than the first one, dude. You know? I mean, it, it, Nicolas Cage tried his hardest, dude. He tried so hard yes, to did. make these yeah. movies work. Understand me, these movies did not fail because of Nicolas fucking Cage. No, like, no. He was he tremendous not. Johnny Blaze. He had such a great over-the-top performance in both of them. Scratch yeah. at the door! But, like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, um... Let's yeah. let's talk about let's talk a little about about Nicolas Cage and his uh, um I mean we've already talked about his love of superheroes and the fact that he like I mean like him in 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 Kickass was oh, was just that. like that if we would have gotten Nicolas Cage as Batman that's what we would have gotten dude like that's Nicolas Cage as Batman and I loved every minute of it his his Adam West impression was freaking spot on. It was dude. so spot on, dude. It was yeah. so good. The the Adam oh, West impression so was so good. They call good. you kick ass, or should we call you ass, ass kick? kick. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love him in that movie, dude. Yeah. Like that that he it, it's this was that's the thing about Nicolas Cage is like yeah, he had that reputation for like give it to Cage, he'll do anything. But like <laughs> The fact that he does do anything like lands like people, 
the fact that he does anything, people got smart enough to go, all right, if he'll do it, then let's write it for him. Yeah. Like, let's write it to be a Nicolas Cage role. And, like, I love that they've been doing that. I love that, like, the roles that he's been in as of late are very clearly written for him. Like, it, it, I don't know, dude. He's so fucking funny. Like, <laughs> he's just so effortlessly cool when he doesn't have to. When, like, I don't know. I You just want to see him in more stuff because, like, I want to know what other wacky fucking movie they'll put him in. You know what I mean? There's like, there's this um there's this uh, uh like there I, I don't know if it's still up but there used to be this website uh up where this guy he just posted a bunch of pictures of Nicolas Cage as different as different uh characters that oh like, yeah there, there there's there's like a picture there's like a picture of him as Forrest Gump yeah there's a picture of him <laughs> as uh you know uh as the Joker. You know, yeah. all the, all these all these different things, you know, I'm like, dude, I want to see this in live action. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing is you do is like Nicolas Cage is one of those actors that you just kind of want to see him in anything, like put him in any movie. And it, it it still works just in a totally different way. Like mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage is Seth Gecko in fucking From Dust Till Dawn. You be cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, but would that role Everybody not be, be cool? Yeah, but would that not would that role not be cool for him? Like, can you imagine him punching Cheech at the end? Is that what they look like? They look like psychos. Psychos do not explode when sunlight hits them. I don't give a fuck how crazy they are. Like, it would work. Like, no, you know what? Dude, he would have underplayed that scene. Psychos yeah. don't explode when the sun hits them. I don't give a fuck how crazy they are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, I I just I want to see him in everything. Like, it's weird. And I don't, you, I don't find that with a lot of actors. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a lot of actors, what did you put this person there? I'm like, you already ruined the movie. But like <laughs> with Nicolas Cage, you, you can only either improve the movie or make it different. Mm-hmm. Like I really do believe that. You can either only improve it or make it different. Well, the the I, I want I want to talk a little bit about uh because we know Nicolas Cage as Nicolas Cage but not a lot of people know that he is actually a part of Hollywood royalty right Opala yeah so he is the 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 nephew of Francis Ford Coppola and his last name is actually his his real name his birth name is actually Nicholas Kim Coppola right yeah. but he changed his name to Cage because he didn't want to be he wanted to go on his own in Hollywood right right he didn't want his his name to like be the reason he was big. Yeah, like, did you know where he got a uh, cage from? The last name? Uh uh-uh. From Luke Cage, from the, the comic, comic book character. Yeah, dude. Like that's where because he was such a big Luke Cage fan. He's like, he's like, it sounds cool together, Nicolas Cage. Well, that's so, our, uh, that's our boy Christian Cage in AEW now, formerly Christian of WWE. Yeah, his, his name Christian Cage comes from Christian Slater and Nicolas Cage. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I did not know that. I did not. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, that's what, it's literally where, where why his name is uh-huh. everywhere in in WWE. He's Christian, but everywhere else he's Christian Cage. Yeah, and it's because of fucking Nicholas Cage and Christian Slater. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what what did uh um what was the first movie that you saw Nicholas Cage in? Like, what what was the the movie that you saw him in? And like, and and you became a fan of his. Um. 
the oh, first can you movie, even remember? <laughs> the first movie I can remember actually like sitting and seeing him in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about it before we started recording because he's not the star of it. Was uh, Vampire's Kiss, mm-hmm. but the first movie I can remember actually like becoming a fan of his. And I remember thinking, like, I like this dude. I want to see him in more stuff. Um, was Trapped in Paradise with yeah. John Lovitz, Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey, yep. Like, that's such a funny fucking movie. And the <laughs> fact that he, like, plays the straight man yeah. to his idiot brother's follies, like, is so fucking funny. Like, I always wanted, like, ever since I saw him in Trapped in Paradise, I wanted to see him in Home Alone. <laughs> like, in, like in Joe Pesci's role. Yeah. Like he just, cause that's who he feels like in Trapped in Paradise. He yeah. feels like Joe Pesci in Home Alone, a constant folly to Daniel Stern. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just like everything that he tries to do is actually pretty smart and he could probably get away with it if it wasn't for these two idiots that he's stuck with. Yeah. And like, it's so fucking funny. And so- like- so uh, I, 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 a lot of people don't know who what Trapped in Paradise is because like, <laughs> it's it's one of those movies that was released in the early '90s where like they released a lot of comedies, a but of like it. like the premise the premise I think is so great. It's about the uh, uh, Nicholas Cage, um, him and his two brothers uh, played by Dana Carvey and John Lovitz are bank robbers, and they go into this little town to rob a bank, and the residents are just so freaking nice, <laughs> like. <laughs> And it's so hilarious because, like, the 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 bank robbery takes place at the beginning of the movie, and they're just like stuck there, right? They can't leave for I can't remember what the reason was. They can't find their way out. The only way out snowed in. But everybody is so damn nice to them. It's 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 hilarious. (laughs) And like, it's such a silly fucking movie. And like, I loved everything about it. And it was just like I said, it's one of those things where I I remember seeing him in it and thinking like, man. That guy would have been really funny as fucking Harry in Home Alone. And like that, that that's probably the earliest movie I remember seeing him in. I became uh probably like an Uber fan um with uh with The Rock. Cause yeah. at that time, that's when I started getting really into um Travolta. Like it wasn't so much because of pulp fiction. What what got me into him was uh Broken Arrow. Do you remember Broken Arrow? Oh yeah, well, Christian Slater. Yeah, Christian Slater and John Travolta, and it's the first time yeah. I ever saw John Travolta play a bad guy. And not just, like, hitman bad guy, like he was in Pulp Fiction. I mean, yeah. like, he's a fucking terrorist. <laughs> like, yeah. he's a fucking bad guy. And, like, even the end of the Broken Arrow trailer, when him and Christian Slater are fighting, and Christian Slater goes, you're out of your mind. Yeah, yeah. and cool. cool. <laughs> like, I love that. And like, you know, I dropped bombs and napalm on a bunch of villages, killed a bunch of people, watched a bunch of them running and screaming, but I've never killed anybody up close with my bare hands. That was, I don't get what the big deal was. Like, <laughs> he was just so fucking cool in that. And like, Nicholas Cage was cool to me in The Rock. So like, I started getting really into both of them. And then that's when like, lightning in a bottle doesn't always happen for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I can remember being a kid when I was 16 years old. And hearing that um, my favorite singer and my favorite band were getting together, and like my favorite singer was now going to sing for my favorite band. Uh, this was before I learned that my favorite singer was a racist asshole, and my fucking the guitar player and primary writer for my favorite band was part of the raid at the Capitol. So fuck both of them. Uh, but uh, 
Yeah, yeah. But at the time, I was a kid, and it was very cool and exciting. And, like, that was one of those, like, I don't believe it, kind of lightning in a bottle. So to me, at that point in time, Stallone and Schwarzenegger was already kind of Cajun Travolta to me. Yeah. So then we get Face Off, where not only do they both get to play the good guy and the bad guy, now they're going to play each other and, like, try to outact one another, which is, like... Who are you, John Woo? Like, why have you given me this gift? Like, <laughs> it was like it, it was like the Avengers before the Avengers, man. Like, it kind it, of was like these two powerhouses. To me, it really was. My dad wanted to go see that in theaters. My dad rarely, when I was a kid, my dad rarely ever wanted to go to the movies. Uh-huh. And like that was one where he was like, "I want to go to the movies to go see that." Yeah. And like we did. Like it was one of the last. I think that may have been the last film that I can recall anyway that me, my mom, and my dad went to go see was Face Off. Yeah. Like they were divorced pretty soon after that. And like I just remember going to see that in theaters and being really, really, really fucking excited. And like even being really disappointed that like now Travolta was gonna be the bad guy because I was loving the fuck out of Cage's Castor Troy. Like <laughs> yeah. I was loving him as the bad guy. And like it's just everything about that movie is so fucking man. Like to watch that movie now, if you've never seen Face Off, um, <laughs> one, get yourself checked out at the nearest doctor. You're sick. There's something <laughs> wrong with you. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I don't care. At this point in time, there's no excuse. If you're walking and talking and you, know, you have a TV, <gasps> excuse me, there's no reason you shouldn't have watched Face Off yet. But if if it's you can such a moment in time, man. It, it is. It, it, you have, it. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was like, you have to understand. <laughs> they had to make this movie in '96 because if you did it in '97, it would have seemed silly already. <laughs> yeah. Like if you got if you got to '97, everybody would have been like, that's dumb, right? But '96, mm-hmm. we were still rolling with the punches, and like. John Woo really, really, really like, he might as well have come out at the beginning of the film and like, hi, I'm John Woo. I'm going to ask you guys to suspend some fucking beliefs right now. <laughs> like, we're all yeah. going to have to suspend our disbelief for this film. Like, And, and it's so funny it's because get weird. it's so funny because uh, John Woo is, is notoriously soft-spoken and extremely polite. Yeah. So. <laughs> I guess he's soft-spoken and polite in real life so he could be a fucking lunatic in his movies because, because this movie yeah. is the like the make of an insane man dude like, <laughs> a weekend coke binge was like you know like that, whoever came up with this movie dude and then handed over to john woo like it, it, it was like you said dude lighting in a freaking bottle dude i loved it, every second of this stupid movie it, it, it's <laughs> such a drug-fueled movie like yeah. this had to be pitched over a fucking cocaine party like, <laughs> like, what would you do? Oh, rip his fucking face off and wear it. That's what I do. Like, what are you talking? Okay, where are we gonna get two actors to do this crazy shit? <laughs> Nicholas Cage and John fucking Travolta, dude. Like, well, Cage will do anything, and I think if we offer Travolta more money than he's seen lately, yeah. like, he might jump uh, on. Hurry up, John Travolta. Uh, John Travolta uh, just finished a movie called Pulp Fiction. Uh, we could still get him for cheap, so grab him. Hurry, <laughs> get him. Get him to sign it quick. Yeah, quick. hurry, 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 hurry. <laughs> like, and I fucking, I fucking love that movie, dude. It, it, and it is like, 
to watch it okay if you're gonna watch it now and expect like if you're gonna flex a little bit of science like scientifically that's not just don't watch it just don't watch it just don't watch it mm -hmm. like i know i know none of this would work none of it it's not a god all. it's a goddamn action episode of tales from the crypt yeah like none of that, this that's that's the best work. that's the best way uh uh that's the best uh description of this movie that i've ever heard yeah. it's an action uh action version of tales from the crypt like it is up. it's such yeah. a tales from the crypt like just thing like the idea that somebody would switch faces with you and take your life from you mm. like it, it, it's just it's so interesting to watch cage try to perform over the top Travolta and Travolta try to perform over the top cage. Yeah. And yet somehow and it works. It, it works. works. Like yeah. it works in the weirdest goddamn way imaginable. <laughs> I know how a couple of weeks ago we were talking on Willie's Wonderland that I want to see more people like in that world, like, and just sort of see, um, like other stars come in and not speak either and just have like partnership roles with him for like a brief moment in time. Travolta. Like yeah. give Travolta in anything in this shit. Like it's so weird. I I, I don't know. I, I enjoy the fuck out of that movie. It's silly as all shit, but it, it, it's worth it. It's totally worth the watch, mm. man. And like, if, if you're listening to this, you're obviously a Nicolas Cage fan. And if you just happen to miss this one, go back, catch it. Yeah, I don't know how anybody can miss it, dude. It's always on the top ten list of of best Nicolas Cage movies, like straight up. It and, may, and it may, like, it cracks my top five because I think yeah. my, I honestly think my favorite, favorite, favorite Nicolas Cage movie, um, may in fact be Mandy right now. Like, oh okay, that's I, on my queue to watch. Like I need to watch. You haven't wa you haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched Mandy yet. No. Oh my god, dude! Yeah. Like, I there, <laughs> there's so much to unpack with Mandy. Mm -hmm. Like that that deserves its own episode. I feel. <laughs> uh, any movie that goes 45 minutes before it gives you the title card is. Uh, oh wow! Okay. Yeah. You get like oh, 45 it's one of those. Minutes. You get 45 minutes worth of movie before the movie starts. Like okay. it's kind of weird. Like mm -hmm. I fucking love it so goddamn much. Um I love everything about that movie. I love the characters, I love the villains. Um it just it, it's it's so like yeah, why wouldn't you cast Nicolas Cage <laughs> in, a, in a movie about a guy who gets revenge on people? Yeah blood thirsty revenge like everything about it is so fucking fantastic and this is not the first time he's gone after a cult um, <laughs> oh it's a cult one of those cult movies okay. he goes he goes after a cult and like, i don't know why i thought it was a zombie movie no no it, it's a fucking it's the crow on acid oh like it's the best way i can describe it it's the crow on acid okay yeah, I, I need to watch that. I need to watch that. It, it's it's a fucking trip of a movie. Like, it really is. And, like, not for nothing, um, at least for me anyway, psychedelics vastly improved that movie. <laughs> like, I liked it enough as it is, uh, uh, but with the added 
you know, effect of, you know, just psychosomatic chemicals. Um, <laughs> it makes it that much cooler, at least for me. Uh, I made the mistake of watching that and then immediately following it with another Nicolas Cage opus, uh, The Color Out of Space. So I did watch that one. Nice. What did you think of that one? Um, it, uh, it's hard to explain. <laughs> um, I told you. I was like, it's really yeah. hard to explain this movie without giving away the plot. Yeah, it's, it, <laughs> it's, it's very hard without giving away the plot. But I'll tell you one thing. Um, as crazy and as abstract the concept of what the film is, it's an extremely easy watch. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's, it's easy. a you get very easy like watch. That. Yes. Like, it's, it's not, like, as out there as everything is, mm-hmm. I found myself just enthralled with everything what was going on. And I will say this. There is one scene that is quite possibly the most disturbing scene that I have ever watched in a film. The body and fusion? That, and that's because I've seen Salo. <laughs> in a Serbian film. The body fusion, You right? know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes! I watched that entire scene with my mouth agape, dude. Like, just, oh! But see, here's what's disturbing about it. They don't show it. Yeah. They don't show it. You hear it. You hear it. <laughs> the sound design is brilliant. And the 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 design of the colors and the colors that they use, they use a certain type of violet of color yeah. that is not found in the natural world, which is why I think it feels so weird. It's a reddish purple, and it's yeah. That's the thing is you can't you look at it and you can't tell me what it has more color of. You can't tell me yeah. if it's more purple or more red. And yeah. let me let me just give this away. The name isn't a clever name. Your villain of the movie is a color that it's came out of space. Yeah. It's just a color that came out of space. It's fucking weird. And like, that, it, it's not hidden and it's not like, you know. No, this thing doesn't like hide from you. It's, yeah. it's, it's very, it shows up and it's like, well, I'm here now. Yeah. Like, it's fucking weird. It's gross. It's so akin to the thing. In a very different way. Like, you could have turned this movie into the thing. Yeah. Like, and just had, it would have been so easy to turn it into the thing and just have Nicolas Cage killing everything. But see, like, you, you see, you see how, uh, like, this, like I, I like how you brought up the similarities between the thing because the, uh, um, you could see the roots of Lovecraft in the thing. It's the Lovecraft uh, through, it's through this movie. Over. Yeah, through this yeah. movie because this movie is is more directly based on a Lovecraft story. Yeah, um, I don't think it's it's actually like it, it's inspired. I guess it's more inspired by than no, based it, on. It, it's it, it's 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 very much inspired by it. It's it's from yeah. the same. It's from the story of the same name. It's called the yeah, it, but it's very loosely based. Very on loose, it. very loose. Yeah, that's because the that's the because thing that I, lot, I've I've noticed a lot of people don't really know just like uh, like. You you say people say Lovecraftian and, and you know I I'm not trying to be a dick but like if you actually go and read his books like his mm-hmm. story they're all like twelve pages yeah like his stories are super short because you have what to take I remember, a lot of proclivities to make a movie because from what I remember uh, the actual story is takes place in the aftermath of the invasion right. this movie is the invasion 
right? Right. And the story takes place afterward. That's what I remember from it. Right. Because um, it, it is like, it is the retelling of, of that survivor. Yeah. And because like at the, the end of the movie, there's one survivor, and, and that guy is that guy is the main character of the actual short story. Right. And day, like, this is sort of like he he does talk about some of this stuff in that story, like they like he flashbacks in it. Yeah. But not quite like this. Like, yeah. and you flashbacks get to the aftermath of him arriving at yeah. this house. You actually get to see what happens. Yeah. In this house to these people. Yeah. And like. Nicolas Cage is surprisingly very subdued in his performance. You know what I love about this movie, though? Is you get two Nicolas Cages for the price of one. Yes, you do. You get the 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 whole the wholesome, uh, big-hearted family man, Nicolas yeah. Cage, uh -huh. that that he that he plays in some of his movies. Which in my my favorite like wholesome family family movie that that Nicolas Cage did was The Weatherman. Oh which yeah, a, a big time underrated movie, by the way. Yeah, yeah, good movie. Um, and then you get the crazy, uh, uh, freaking, uh, tormented, totally taken over Nicolas Cage. Yeah, you know? like just, I mean, okay, like watch again, just throw him in shit. Yeah. Remake Kubrick's The Shining with him as Jack. Oh God, dude, perfect, like, man. Right? Like you can yeah. see him go crazy like that, yeah. and like that's kind of what you're getting from him in The Color Out of Space. It's very him going Jack Torrance, yeah, like slowly yeah. losing his mind, uh -huh. and like just everything they do with it is so good. It's so clever. The movie's unsettling from beginning to end, and I. I I, I tell everybody this because, like, you're waiting for the... You know how you see an unsettling scene in a movie and you're waiting for it to be over? Yeah. It doesn't stop. Once it no. starts to become unsettling, the rest of the movie remains that way. Mm -hmm. Like, the unsettling stops with the credits. Like, it's very fucking freaky. Even then, man, like, it, it's it's very hard. Like, I found myself sitting after watching the movie, dude, and just, like, just just trying to contemplate what I saw, what I just saw, you know? And mm -hmm. it's it's been a very long time since a movie did that to me. Yeah, it you does. It, it kind of leaves you like, what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> up. Yeah. But, like, I, I highly recommend it. That's on Shudder, along yeah. with Mandy. Yeah. Like, And they usually pair them right next to each other on Shudder, so, like, jump on it, guys. It's jump. worth it. I jump in it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you have got to watch Mandy. So right now what we're going to do, guys, we're going to jump into a real quick break and then come back and we're going to talk more Nicolas Cage. We're going to, we're going to do a deep dive into a couple of other of his uh, more famous movies, a couple of his hidden gems and uh, talk a little about, about, about what he's, what he has uh, coming up. Um, hopefully, hopefully soon, you know, now that everything's opening up, everybody's going back to work. Uh, yeah. Movies are being made again. So uh, we got that. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a break and uh, be right back here on the Movie Know It All podcast on RGB Titan Radio. We're on the 956. We'll be right back. Are you looking for great local music? Then tune in to RGBTitanRadio.com. We play everything local, like hip-hop, rock, and country. Back to my back now, driving down I-35. 
you want your music played on our radio station, then send your music to playmymusic at rgvtitanradio.com. Once more, that's playmymusic at rgvtitanradio.com. Be sure to send MP3 files that include the names of the track, album, and band or artist, along with cover art. rgvtitanradio.com. We are the 956. From the depths of the primordial ooze of pop culture, Two figures emerge to bring their gift of knowledge and films to the masses. Their only qualifications? They watched a hell of a lot of movies when they were kids. They're not just experts. They're not just fans. They are movie know-it-alls. Join Bob and Will every Wednesday at 5 p.m. as they host the Movie Know-It-All podcast. Only on RGB Titan Radio. We are the 956. she was there for that was the plan to give you a boner <laughs> and you got one congratulations you're human i guess i was pretty horny wow the plot thickens didn't even know you had a plot no kidding ahoy there as long as i'm not intruding ain't no retailer you got snake eyes okay there's a lot of random uh, <laughs> speechisms going on there. <laughs> Some wild ass movies he's been in, man. Dude, and there's a like, movies in there that I totally forgot. Like I totally forgot about Snake Eyes, man. One of my all time favorite freaking Nicolas Cage movies. Oh dude. man, I forgot about Snake Eyes. Yeah. You know, you know which movie I just remembered? Uh, and I thought about it in forever, and I remember really, really, really loving that movie too. Um, it could happen to you. Oh yeah, yeah, with uh, with Bridget Fonda, man, yeah, and Rosie Perez, like yeah, like man, that one was that one was was a good one. That was a funny movie, like surprisingly entertaining. Did you know? And it just occurred to me because we were talking about um, like Nicolas Cage and like his love of superhero stuff, and like getting him to voice Superman for like a cartoon. Did you know he already did that? Mm-hmm. Did he? He's the, he's the voice of Superman in Teen Titans Go. Is he? Yeah, he came for an, he showed up for an episode of Teen Titans Go where he played the voice of Superman. Wow, was it an and, episode or was it the movie? 
Um, it might have been the movie. I'm not sure. I just I know that he he played the voice of Superman in the cartoon, the animated feature. He's also the voice of Spider-Man Noir and Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I know that. And and that um man, that you know he had he had a blast doing that one, man. I'm sure that movie's just a blast <laughs> to watch. I took forever to watch that one, and when I did, I was like, whoa, like I fucked up. I should have jumped on that one a long time ago. There's a great joke that uh um well there's two great great running gags in that movie where wherever he goes there's always like like a wind blowing his coat yeah and there's a scene where he's laying on the couch doing a rubik's cube rubik's cube and he goes is that it they're like no and he moves it around is that it no because <laughs> he can't see color can't see, can't see color <laughs> <laughs> so fucking stupid i love that that's that is that is uh arguably and maybe inarguably the best spider-man movie ever made i don't think it's, it's spider-verse into the spider-verse was like perfect from beginning to end <laughs> yeah. like, but you know, um it was the movie that i remember first seeing him in and uh it's it's uh um it, it's still one of my favorite movies uh, it, it introduced me to a lot. Of, like it introduced me to Nicolas Cage. It introduced me to the Coen Brothers. It introduced me to to John freaking Goodman for God's sakes. Um, oh, it was sa- raising Arizona, Arizona, man. Yes, dude. So the very first scene, I remember catching that movie. I don't know if it was on TV or 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 what, or if somebody was watching the movie, but uh, it was a scene where he was being chased by uh, Randall Tex Cobb. The yeah. big giant biker guy who who looked like he hadn't showered in in years. Bend well, over and pick it up for me. Would you love her? <laughs> <laughs> who, I by the it. way, I didn't realize until years. I didn't find out until years later that he's a uh, uh, a world heavyweight kickboxing champ. Yeah, he's not a joke, dude. Like, yeah, he's, literally, like, he's a very intimidating human being. And like, he can he can kill you like ten times before you hit the ground. One of those kind of guys. If you don't know who Randall Tex Cobb is, like if you guys IMDb him, you will immediately go, "Oh yeah, I know who that guy that is." That guy. <laughs> if, if you if you've seen a movie that came out in 1990, anything you've seen Randall yeah. Tex Cobb, like he's he's so good. Duh. <laughs> He, uh, I guess, I guess most people know him as the, uh, as the guy from the beginning of Ace Ventura that has the dog. He's like, would you mind yeah. if I pet your dog, sir? I don't give I don't a give rat's a ass. ass. <laughs> oh, righty then. Like, yeah. See, watch. Nicholas Cage is Ace Ventura. Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> you watch it. Like, it would work. Oh, righty then. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I think it would work. <laughs> so, so like, I, I, like the, I, I, that was a scene that I saw him in, and I don't know, man. Like, the, like the way he looked when he was all beat up and everything. Yeah. Like when they were beating him up, and like, like his just like, like just pathetic look, you know. Yeah. With his eyes half closed, and he's just like, you know, just on the verge of of, of passing out. Just made me laugh so damn hard, dude. See, I remember reading a rumor that at one point the the Cohen brothers wanted Nicolas Cage to play the dude in the big oh, Lebowski. Really? But the problem was he was already Nicolas fucking Cage when they did uh, the Lebowski. Yeah. Like he was already face off fucking Con Air. Like he was expensive to get in your movie. Yeah. And like 
don't get me wrong. I am beyond glad it went the way that it did. Like, wow. you guys have to understand that, like, The Big Lebowski is a top, like, five movie for me. Like, yeah. it's so accidentally as funny as it is. Like, <laughs> just watching I think that it's movie, totally on purpose, dude. I don't feel like it is. And if, and if that way, if, if it was, like, kudos. Because, like, yeah. it doesn't feel like it's supposed to be that fucking funny, but it doesn't stop being funny to me. And, like, I can picture... Nicholas Cage is the dude. Yeah. Like they're drowning him in the toilet and like, where the fuck's the money shit at? <laughs> Down there somewhere. Let me take another look. You know, like yeah. the yeah, who the, the fuck shit? are you, man? <laughs> Obviously, you are not a golfer. You know, like I can just see him delivering these lines, and it would have been fucking hilarious. It would like, totally different movie, dude. It, it, been to- totally, it totally would have been, and like because he kind of portrays that slacker in raising Arizona. Yeah, like like the the Coen brothers have a hard on for a slacker, and mm-hmm. like they do a real good job, like in that movie. Like the Coen brothers understand nihilism, like <laughs> better than anybody I've ever seen in my life. Oh, and they, they don't give a fuck about anything. <laughs> that's my favorite thing is they also know how to make fun of it. Yeah, like I lo- I love that joke. Uli Uli doesn't care about anything. He's a nihilist. Oh, that must be exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> Like yeah. fucking asshole. Like, ah, that must be exhausting. Oh, man. Like I, I just like I love movies that are super in tune with their nihilism. Like that was yeah. what I, I really like hammered that when I talked about um Willy's Wonderland. When we were talking about Willy's Wonderland, like like the fucking car was his rug. He's just trying to get his car back. Yeah. And like I I I, I fucking loved love raising Arizona. Like that's such a fun movie. I watched that movie because of The Big Lebowski. After oh, I saw really? The Big Lebowski, I wanted to see everything Coen Brothers. Yeah. Like, I saw I... The Big Lebowski because of this movie. Right on. Because, because right. of this movie because and, and it's funny because my 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 uh, my friend a uh, friend of mine uh like we we uh, we grew up loving movies and watching movies and stuff and and we we really didn't know who Nicolas Cage was. So we refer to him as Inspector Clouseau. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because it's exactly like Inspector Clouseau from the Pink yeah. Panther in this movie, yeah, dude. Shit, yeah, and do. thinking back about it, I would love to have seen uh, a Pink Panther remake with Nicolas Cage <laughs> as Inspector <laughs> freaking Clouseau, dude. Put him in everything, dude. Does like, your dog bite? <laughs> it's not my dog, Take me to that reality where Nicholas Cage yeah. is everything. <laughs> just, just like, oh my god, man. Uh, yeah, Cage. but going, going like through the years, like he, he through the mid nineties, he kind of hit a hump where he was coming out in just like powerhouse performance after powerhouse performance. Dude. Yeah, right, like. I mean, he he in the mid '90s he was Academy Award winner Nicolas Cage because of uh, uh, Leaving Las Vegas, right, wholly right. deserved, man, wholly oh, yeah, deserved, and um, he never really went back to that, you know. Oh no, God, no, because yeah. because he followed that up with uh, with The Rock, yeah, and like like he said, what was, what was that movie? Uh, um, uh, it could happen to you. Yeah, like those all those movies came out in around the same time. Yeah, you he know? was consistently busy for a good while, and yeah. I think 
I think the thing is, is that like, I don't think he was ever aiming for an Oscar. He got the script for Leaving Las Vegas, and he was like, I want to do that. Yeah, because like, it was I, a challenge, I think. Yeah, and I think at the at the time, he still had that, he had a little bit of pull where he could say, like, I want to do this movie. Yeah. And, like, they let him do it, and it just it was just, like, it was astronomically good. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't think he ever intended to be Academy Award winner Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Like, he just wanted to be Nicolas Cage in something. And, like... He got to do a really, really, really fine job with Leaving Las Vegas. Like, what a yeah. fucked up, sad movie. But, like, it's so good. But check out the movies that he made leading up to Leaving Las Vegas, right? Like, everybody knows him as The Rock, 8mm, Snake Eyes, all like, you know, Gone in 60 Seconds, National Treasure, right? But yeah. look at the movies that he came out in before that. Uh, he came out in uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Valley Girl, Peggy Sue Got Married, uh, Moonstruck, of course, Vampire's Kiss, uh, Honeymoon in Vegas, where like he fulfilled a dream by playing an Elvis impersonator, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, freaking remember Red Rock, Red Rock West? Oh that wow, movie, that movie was I an, about was an that one. HBO staple for years, man. Yeah, yeah. With Laura Flynn Boyle and Dennis Hopper, I remember that movie, dude. I like, completely forgot about Red Rock. He West. was a freaking powerhouse in that movie, dude. I freaking love yeah. that movie. Uh, Guarding Tess, remember that movie where he yeah. played a Secret Service agent? I remember Guarding Tess. <laughs> and and of course, uh, the the movie that he did right before uh, leaving Las Vegas, which was uh, Kiss of Death, which I had never heard of. <laughs> I don't think I ever saw. Oh that yes, I remember that movie. That's the movie where he played the bad guy opposite David Caruso. This was the movie that David Caruso quit NYPD Blue, uh, so that he could uh, pursue a, a movie career. Oh, right on. Yeah, he quit NYPD Blue so that he could do this movie. Regrets. I'm sure he's had a few. Yeah, yeah. this is the movie where Nicolas Cage plays a plays a, a a drug dealer like a like a kingpin drug kingpin, and he's he's a uh, uh, Bench pressing a lady, a stripper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I remember that. Yeah, I remember. That. <laughs> yeah, I remember that movie. I'm looking it up, but but yeah, yeah man, like all those movies movie. he did before leaving Las Vegas, dude. You know, yeah. in any other career, uh, that would have been the pinnacle of his career, and it would have all been downhill from there. Yeah, you know? people tend to forget, like, because I've met people, I'm like, you know what he won an Oscar for? Like, nope. Like, but yeah. you sure know Nicolas Cage. Like he's bigger think, than his Oscar, and that's cool. I think that's really cool because sometimes some people get the Oscar, and that's what they're known for. Yeah, like that's the biggest thing you can ever fucking like tie them to. And like, I've noticed that a lot of these movies, like The Color Out of Space, um, Willy's Wonderland, Mandy, none of them preface their trailers with Academy Award winner Nicolas Cage. Yeah, because he's not uh, Academy Award winner Nicolas Cage anymore. He's just fucking Nicolas Cage. They know? did that. They they do do that for that for this new movie that's coming out called Pig, which I can't fucking wait to see. Well, I think that's the joke. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and that's why I was like, it's such a low hanging fruit. I'm wondering why nobody's picking at it. Yeah, like, and it took it took this movie to like, you know, I'm just gonna mention the fact that that guy has a fucking Oscar, yeah. and not just he, he doesn't just have an Oscar. It's a fucking well deserved one. Yeah, and it, it's it's um. It was one of those performances that uh, it defines a career, right? Yes, it does. Yes, like it, it put it. I think that performance put him in league with like De Niro and and uh, and uh, Hopkins and you know all, all these these prestigious actors, right? Yeah, it, it did, and he took he took the money route and he ran with it. And like yeah. 
I'm so glad with Elizabeth Shue, dude. Like Elizabeth Shue deserved all the accolades for that movie as well. You Shit, know, that, yeah. that movie was just everything, right? He's great. I think everything. he tried to recreate it with uh, um, another little no, little remembered movie that he did called uh, City of Angels, oh, which yeah. I think the soundtrack was more <laughs> popular. Was more than popular. The movie. <laughs> I don't want the world yeah. to see me. Where the Goo Goo Dolls uh, went from being a, uh, uh, a California punk band to yeah. uh, to a power ballad, you know, band. A, a soft rock band. <laughs> a soft rock band. <laughs> They they fucking they turned into like less than Bon Jovi. Yeah. <laughs> they they turned into Bon Bon Jovi. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like they're softer than baby shit after that. And that's because yeah. like they were before that album, before that song, they were signed to like Metal Blade Records. Yeah, like, they were they were hardcore punk, weren't they? Yeah, they had they had some pretty like um metal-esque songs. Uh-huh. I would have never called them like fucking metal, but they had some like metal-esque tunes. Um, and like they were as like all right as all right could be like if you needed something heavy in your movie soundtrack like the goo goo dolls were your go-to yeah but like man that and that stupid song took over fucking the radio it's still like you'll still hear it to this day yeah it's a good song like the, yeah, those, yeah like, I mean, don't get me wrong it's a good tune it's just, it's just it's one of those like that it's movie an dude it's an earwig yeah, yeah ear, that, ear what's it called earworm yeah earworm, earworm. And yeah. that that song is is synonymous because is is so big because of that movie, yeah. like it became bigger than the fucking movie, and that's because the movie was, um, interesting. It was based on a French black and white film. Yeah. Um, which it, is it, infinitely infinitely better than this. Movie, infinitely better. Like so um, much. Like this movie missed the mark by big time. a million miles, dude. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay. Um, because I saw City of Angels first, and I'm like, yeah. well, this is silly. Yeah. Um, and I guess they were trying to jump on that, like, well, Travolta played an angel. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> well, no, this, this was very clearly Oscar bait, man. Like, yeah, like the, the, this was Nicolas Cage uh, uh, trying to get another Oscar, along yeah. with Meg Ryan. You know, yeah. bless her heart. Yeah. You know? And if it was Tom Hanks, I'm sure they would have gotten it. But like, <laughs> it was. I don't think so. It, yeah, I don't think so. It, it wasn't that good of a movie at all. But it, that, you're right. That's what it was. It was Oscar bait. And it's so funny because you know who directed this movie? Who? Uh, Brad Brad Silberling. Ooh. He uh, he directed a series of unfortunate events with uh, Jim Carrey, and more famously, he directed the 1995 movie Casper. Oh, sick. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, next time, I, I don't mean I don't mean the shit on people, you know, because of what they did. The next but, time uh, I see him, remind me to tell him that I'm gonna kill him, his mom, <laughs> and all her bridge plan friends. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh I will give him credit. Uh he directed a bunch of episodes of one of the greatest TV shows ever, which was Jane the Virgin. Oh so, yeah, yeah. That's so, a good show. That was a great show, dude. Yeah, like, I, I never got to finish yeah. that one, but that one was a good one. Yeah, but but yeah, man, it, it it's very very like transparently Oscar bait, mm-hmm. and uh, okay. they tried really hard. Um, but it's a, it, it's a real. Is this sad enough for you? Yeah, like, like the ending is like, what the fuck, dude? Like, <laughs> yeah, that ending is a series of unfortunate events. <laughs> like, yeah. like, well, that's what the dumb bitch gets for riding her bicycle. But like, <laughs> it's just stupid yeah, fucking. Right. Like but it, it, uh, uh, it, it, 
it is what it is. Uh, it gave us a great song in uh, what's I don't even know what the name of that that song is called. Um, uh, hold on, I'll remember it in a second because they don't even say the, it's a name. They don't even say the name of the movie, the 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 song in the in no, the song. No, but it's 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 a, a Iris. It's called Iris. All right, there you go. There you go. Yeah. And I, that, I kept, video, kept, that video, that video was on to say Ida, and I'm like <laughs> Ida. I don't know why. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's exactly what I said. I was like, I think that's short for I don't know. But that's that's was on top of uh, like Total Request Live for I don't know how many weeks in a row. You know, Carson Daly. <laughs> so I could sit next to Carson Daly and Fred Durst and hear him arguing over who she gave head to first. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can't believe I still remember that song. But anyway. that guy had that guy has Grammys. But, uh, <laughs> but but yeah, man. I I guess I guess after that movie, he kind of realized I like you know what, dude. I I can't I can't do it again. So I'm just gonna make the craziest movies that I can think of. And then in the next year, he came out with two movies, which, um, like I saw them both back to back, and these two movies solidified my fandom and my love for Nicolas Cage, which was Snake Eyes and Eight Millimeter. Eight Millimeter, so good. Dude, like, that Snake Eyes is cool, dude, but he outacts Joaquin Phoenix in Eight Millimeter, dude. That just shows yeah. you what an actor he is, dude. And this is before Joaquin Phoenix was like, you know, the big actor that he is today. But yeah, Joaquin I think he did that one. I think he did that right player. before. He did that right before he did Gladiator. Yeah, yeah, yeah he did. Um, but like, like Gladiator was his big like, holy shit, this guy's good. You know? Yeah, and Joaquin Phoenix is is amazing in this movie, dude. Like, I oh, he's yeah. he's freaking brilliant, dude. And then Nicolas Cage, uh, it's it's about this guy who's trying to investigate a a murder, and like the only uh the only clue that he has is a supposed video of the woman getting murdered in a snuff film. Yeah, yeah. And this movie is, believe it or not, is brilliantly directed by freaking Joel Schumacher. Come on. Uh, because Schumacher was so like when he wanted to hit, he could hit, man. He did this movie right after Batman. This is the movie that he did after Batman and Robin. Right, right. Right. So like everybody's shitting on Joel Schumacher, and then he quietly makes a movie called Eight Like Eight Millimeter. Yeah. And just like answers every single critter out there, but nobody but nobody ever remembers this movie. It's fucked up too, because like like I always tell people, like, dude, Joel Schumacher, like, he's easy to make fun of, but he also fucking yeah. directed some of your favorite movies. He made two bad movies, dude. No, one yeah. bad movie. He made one bad movie in his entire freaking career, and, and he's like known they, for that one bad movie. And they hang him with it. This is the same yes. guy who made the Lost Boys, by the way. Dude, falling down, dude. Like Fall, falling down, dude. Like, that everybody can relate to nowadays. You know, like the, the movie that was the Joker before there was the Joker. Falling exactly. Down. Dude. Exactly, it's the movie that the Joker wanted to be way yeah. more, way more than Taxi Driver. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's, it's like, like you know, don't get me wrong, the Joker is definitely Taxi Driver, but it's also falling down. Like, man, if you guys haven't seen what happens when you fucking talk about a day, you know, when you with those mornings you wake up and you don't have your coffee and you feel like you could just fucking kill everyone. Yeah, <laughs> falling down, man, like. The, watch what happened the, the day some psycho doesn't get his coffee in the morning. Like all he wanted yeah. was his coffee. Yeah. I mean, he just wanted to go to his little girl's birthday party, man. I don't blame yep. him. <laughs> and now everybody has to die. 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> falling down, dude. Like, and he and, and like he only kills the like the people who fuck with him, which is yeah. even more brilliant. <laughs> and like and that's the thing, dude. Like, say what you will about fucking Joel Schumacher, but he gave us fucking the Lost Boys and falling down. And like I fucking hate Batman and Robin. I can find very little to absolutely no redeeming qualities about that film whatsoever. And I am a Batman apologist. Yeah. Like you're talking you're talking to a person that will sit here and like, I will not hear people's arguments about Batman v Superman. Like you're wrong and I don't care. <laughs> like it's a great movie, regardless of what you feel, what you think, what I, like what your opinion is. It's a great movie. At least to me, I could yeah. give a f- like, but it's the same way with Batman and Robin. When people defend it, I'm like, just stop it. Like <laughs> I saw the same movie you did. Like stop that. Yeah. Like I can defend, I can defend Batman and Robin, but that's only because of my personal, uh, my, my personal connection to it. Um, it's 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 mostly uh nostalgia that's that's helping me with that i can't i can't defend it to everybody but to me it's all right my favorite thing uh, about that movie was all the toys that came out <laughs> i didn't even i wasn't even i wasn't even collecting the toys back then i was already like aged out of of toys uh you know kitty toys back then but yeah, like you age out for a little while, and then like you just you miss then out you on. Realize, <laughs> like I miss out on pretty cool stuff, man. Yeah, straight up, man. But I, I can appreciate it because I am a fan of the '66 Batman, mm-hmm. so I I look at it that way, you know. I can see like how somebody could do it that way, and that's like my the only redeeming quality is it's like if you're on a surreal amount of marijuana, it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> It's Dude, a really even, fucking even, movie on even a lot of weed. Even even if if you're on a lot of alcohol, it's hilarious. I bet. I imagine yeah. it would be. But like, on, I've drunk. On... I've drunk. Watched it many times, and I and I and I found the, I found it extremely hilarious. It's it's super funny because like my wife really likes that one. Really, she, unironically she, or like no, un- unironically, just... with, without a hint of irony, she just thinks it's a fun movie, and okay. like. <laughs> yeah and like i get where i guess <laughs> i i had like the last time i watched it prior to her wanting to watch it um i was like just watching it with a friend at his house this one time and like for no discernible reason he was just watching and i sat and i watched it with him and i was like jesus fuck this is just as bad as i remember mm-hmm. uh but then when my when me and my wife watched it we got like really 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 stoned mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh Boy, I'll tell you, it, it's it's pretty funny. <laughs> He's like, go piece some amounts of marijuana. It's a yeah. a fairly fucking hilarious movie. You know, if if Joel Schumacher had come out and said, you know what, guys, for those of you who don't like it, do me a favor, get really stoned and then watch it again. Yeah. Thank me later. <laughs> like, like I turn into I the, the turn into the skid, dude. <laughs> I think the problem was is he was so apologetic for it. Yeah, like he. But that just shows how how much of a nice guy he was, dude. Like he was, yeah. like he was, he was way too nice of a guy to be in Hollywood. I agree, I agree. He was way too nice of a human being to be in part of that system. Yeah, like because if it was me, I would have told everybody, like, yeah, well, I made a Batman movie and you didn't, so you will fucking yeah. watch it whether you like it. It's canon. Suck a dick. <laughs> like, suck like, oh, but it's better than your Batman movie. Oh wait, you haven't made one. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I'm sure your Batman movie was so much. Oh, you never oh. made one, right? Yeah. Like that oh. that joke that joke would only never work with fucking like Zack Snyder and Tim Burton and yeah. you know <laughs> Christopher Nolan and probably Matt Reeves very soon. Yeah. I'm very much looking forward to Matt Reeves version by the way. 
I am too, but I have a really bad feeling Warner's already dipped their fingers too deep into it and have already fucked yeah. it up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if they haven't canceled it yet, there's still hope, I guess. But Since anyway. <laughs> so, but well, I'll be he, clamoring in 2024 for the Reeves cut. Yeah. What did you think of uh, um, of their Disney's attempt to uh, bring back the um, the Indiana Jones style movie with National Treasure, where Nicolas Cage played Benjamin Franklin Gates? I um, fucking adore both of those movies. Right. Um, I I think they would have been excellent Indiana Jones films. Um they're they're both so fucking fun and just hearing him deliver the line i'm gonna steal the declaration of independence is so fucking funny wasn't that a great moment in the trailer yes it is it's one of those like i'm intrigued it's yeah it's literally the line that got me to go see it yeah i was like i'm gonna pay to see this stupid movie like i'm gonna (laughs) pay to see this stupid movie like Mm -hmm. i want to see it i don't know i think it's because like uh, I did that movie come out right before or right after the Crystal Skull? Uh, no, it came out about three years before Crystal or four years before Crystal Skull. Okay, because I think because this movie came out in two thousand four and Crystal Skull came out in what oh nine, oh eight. Yeah, I think you're right because and, Crystal Skull came out right after Transformers. Because I, I saw this one right after high school. I remember seeing yeah. the source the the fucking National Treasure movie right after high school. Yeah. And, like, I enjoyed it very fucking much. But, like, I'm always down for, like, those types of, like, swashbuckle adventure movies. Like, Mm -hmm. I love good, fun swashbucklers. And, like, Indiana Jones is a swashbuckler. Uh, Fucking National Treasure is a swashbuckler. Mm -hmm. Fucking The Mummy. (laughs) I I, I maintain to this day The Mummy would have been an amazing Indiana Jones film. Yeah. Like Indiana Jones and in the Curse of Imhotep, yeah, like, it would have been phenomenal. And you could have, I could have literally changed nothing else. Like, don't get me wrong, because um, here on the Movie Know It All podcast, we fucking respect Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Goddamn right. Like, Goddamn right. Respect Brendan Fraser around here. We like, love Brendan fuck, Fraser. I fucking love me some Brendan Fraser movies, and I fucking love him in the Mummy. Like, I adore him in the Mummy, but. Did you hear that they're that they're pitching a uh, uh, an Encino Man sequel? Yes, I, I read about that. I'm in. Like, I'll go watch it. I don't care. Yeah, like, right. get, bring bring back Sean Astin and fucking Polly Shore too. Like, Sean I'm Astin not... is down for it too. Sean yeah. Astin is down for anything, dude. I'd love to have a beer with that guy. See what's up with him, man, because he just seems like like a cool guy. No shit, right? Yeah, just one of those dudes you just want to hang out with. Yeah. But um, yeah, dude, like. I maintain to this day that like one of my all-time favorite Indiana Jones films is The Mummy. Yeah. Like it could have been it, like if it was an Indiana Jones film, people would have been they'd be like fucking Raiders and Curse of Imhotep. Like it yeah. would have been people would be fucking weighing it out. Yeah. But like I I adore so much of like what they did with National Treasure. Mm-hmm. Like because it's it's another one of those things where you could have switched out. Nicholas Cage in the Mummy, and it would have been just as good. It would have been yeah. fucking twice as weird, but just as good. <laughs> so uh, I'm a hardcore history buff, right? Like I love yeah. history. His, his, like my two favorite um, uh, subjects in school was history and science, right? Yeah. And um, 
the whole angle that they took with the you know the Declaration of Independence and the founding fathers and you know the history of that treasure, which is all bullshit, right? Like me being being a history enthusiast, like nothing that ever that's said in National Treasure mm-hmm. is even in the same freaking solar system as being true. Like it's nothing like is fact remotely correct. <laughs> there is nothing factual about the history and national treasure. Yeah. However, that being said, it's being it's romanticized history. And yeah. I appreciate it and I love it. And like the moment that uh the grandfather who I forget the actor's name, he's like a world famous actor, um uh Christopher Plummer. The moment that Christopher Plummer starts telling that story to the young actor playing uh, a young uh, Benjamin Franklin Gates, I was hooked. Yeah, because it grabs you really fast. It's one of those movies where it doesn't matter that it's fact or truth or or whatever. Like it's this romanticized version of history, and I'm all for it. You know, right? Like I, I I loved I loved every minute of it. Uh, I had fun with it. Nicolas Cage was a goddamn charmer in this movie, dude. Yeah, dude. It's very like Rashomon, man. Like, I don't <laughs> mind the lies. Just let them be yeah, entertaining. Exactly. Like, and that, that's what that movie is. It's it's full of shit, but it's so yeah. fucking good. Like, like, come on, dude. These were a bunch of old white British hillbillies. Like, just, yeah, yeah. I don't want to follow the rules. I want to get a divorce. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, dude. Like, I, I, like honestly, like they, they were these, not that like covered. the founding fathers. <laughs> the founding fathers had more in common with Clive and Bundy than they than they did with with any any romanticized version of those characters that they that these people that some people want to portray them as. <laughs> you know, you're very, very, very fucking true, Senchitos. Yeah. But, <laughs> But I uh, remember that Senchitos. Senchitos. <laughs> Fucking idiots. Like, I'm sorry. Like, but I'm all for it, man. Like, I, I, I love the, I love the, like I said, the romanticized version of history because it is a great story. And, and you know, whether it's true or not, um, it puts into perspective the, 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 what's happening in this movie, at least. Yeah. Uh, you know. The whole, uh, you know, like these people were actually uh, trying to rid the nation of tyranny and trying to make the whole world, you know, their, their their country a, a free country and everything. Like, it's a great story. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. it's not true, but, you know. No, nothing true about it. You know, <laughs> or at least not as true as, as, as a history class would tell us. Right, right. Well, then again. Like history yeah. class without any truth, really, but it doesn't matter. It, <laughs> yeah. like, that's a whole that's a whole other podcast. Whole other podcast. Yeah. Whole other podcast. But, um, but yeah, yeah, man. Like <laughs> I I, I those movies are fun. Yeah. Like they're very they're very fun swashbucklers. They're very fun, like because you can really screw those types of movies up. It's pretty easy to screw them up. Like mm-hmm. look at the fucking soulish cash grab that is the mummy too, and I like that movie. Oh god. Like I like the mummy. Too, I couldn't finish like. watching that movie, dude. I couldn't. Like I'm very I, aware of how fucking bad it is, but like yeah. I'm indifferent. I like that movie. Like I, um, I'm all for like some of my favorite movies are are big, uh, CGI candy blockbuster types. Yeah, but yeah. The Mummy Returns was just bleh, way too much, dude. It's it's uh it's pretty bad, but like <laughs> there's you know 
like you like I said, you could do a lot wrong with those types of movies, but like uh National Treasure did it right. Uh National Treasure 2 does it right also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Book of Secrets. Yeah. Where he's reunited with his uh, rock co-star Ed Harris. Yeah, yeah. And like Fun and movie. Helen Mirren plays his mom, by the way. <laughs> Which was such a cool choice. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Helen Mirren's too much older than him, but like... I still have a crush on her after all these years, dude. Mm. Yeah, she's still fucking really beautiful. She's still <laughs> gorgeous, yeah. That just, that just reminds me of that office joke, though. What? You haven't seen that... Um, there's that one where, where they're telling like Pam that pregnant women are beautiful, because she's like, just let it go, guys. Like, I'm fat. I get it. <laughs> and they're like, nah, like, you know who's really hot? Older women. And like everybody starts like clamoring about Helen Mirren. Yeah. And like Dwight's like, are you people out of your mind? Like she's overweight and pregnant. And like, just, <laughs> and like now you're telling me that something sexier than that would be a pregnant 70 year old geriatric woman? You people are fools. Like, and I'm like, but oh no, nah, it's true. Helen Mirren's beautiful though. She is. She's gorgeous. Yeah. Like, still. In her, yeah, uh, I was like, Helen Mirren's still really beautiful to me. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Like, so uh, I want to, I want to, I want to br- bring this movie up, uh, not because it's starring Nicolas Cage, but because it brings up a whole uh, mess of of uh, potential controversy that I, I just feel like bringing up for some reason. Okay, because I'm an asshole like that. Because <laughs> I've been cooped up in this damn house for a year and a half. <laughs> damn it. And I want some fucking stimulus. <laughs> Controversy creates cash. Eric Bischoff said so. Yeah. <laughs> so, so send your hate mail to Sevi at. No, nah, just kidding. <laughs> we love you, Sevi. <laughs> send your hate mail to Sevi. <laughs> no, but for real, he Nicholas Cage was actually in a movie called left behind uh from 2014 okay i don't know if uh if uh, i I know you probably know the story um but uh the story of the left behind franchise it was originally made by kirk cameron cameron okay um left behind is a series of books by these christian fundamentalists who uh believe in the rapture and this movie, it, it's got a, it's got a good premise. I'll give it that. Like I'm, I'm Christian. I'm, Christian fundamentalist is such an interesting way of saying psychopath. <laughs> yeah, true, true that man. But, <laughs> but like the, the the whole idea of the uh, of the rapture intrigues me. Even though it's all bullshit, it's not yeah. in the Bible. It's not in like you don't hear anything about the rapture before like 200 years ago, yeah. right? And, and like I was, I had my obsession with it. Like you, I, I don't know if you remember, but like a long time ago, I wrote a, a script based on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I, okay. I had my own script like about it, and I've, I've, I think it's a fascinating idea. It is. And it really like, is. don't get me wrong, the idea of Left Behind is really fascinating. Yeah. Like it's just kind of watered down by like, well, Jesus was pissed, and yeah. Like, <laughs> okay. Like cop I like, out. I, I like. Uh, um, um, Oh, what's his name that comedian? God damn it! I'm I'm drawing a blank by with his name. Um, the uh, um, what's his name? The comedian that comes out like he comes out in a uh, Bill and Ted. The um, George Carlin. 
Where's Carlin? There you go. I can't remember oh, okay. blanking on his name. I can't remember blanking on his name. But uh, yeah, man, the, the joke that George Carlin has has is like, yeah, he'll 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 send you to hell where you'll be punished eternally, tortured, burned, eternal pain. But he loves he you. Loves you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like left behind is just sort of that. Yeah. And like, I haven't seen the Nicolas Cage one. I saw the Kirk Cameron one. Um, uh, I I have seen more Kirk Cameron films than I care to admit. Um, one of my old roommates was a big fan of his movies. She's like, they're just wholesome. I like them, and I'm like, okay, okay, uh, yeah, and like, they're sure, but um, uh, <laughs> like, yeah, like I I because it, it almost feels like a horror movie at first. Yeah, like it feels really scary. Like it's a very scary thought to be in the air and everybody disappears. Like it's a very fucking scary thought, and like even the name is cool. Like left behind. Mm-hmm. Like you're the ones who are left behind in the rapture. Like that's fucked up, and like cool idea and everything. And I, from what I understand, again I haven't seen the Nicolas Cage one, but like um, they don't change too much about that. Like, it's still really like, yeah, Jesus is starting the rapture, like, in that movie. Yeah. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> like, and sorry. this is based on the first book. Dude, there are like 20 some books in the series. I know. Like, how long can you drag this out, the story out? But a long time. This was the big budget remake. Um, it, 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 it's the only movie that they made mm. um, as far God. as this one is. But, um, yeah, man, like this was the start of him just doing any movie he can for the paycheck. Yeah, it certainly felt that way. Yeah. And but like, it's also given us some great, uh, some great movies. Like, yeah, like the like some of his paycheck movies are really, really good. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like you said, uh, Mandy. Mm-hmm. Have so, you seen Season of the Witch? Uh, I, I have not. So I have not. He feels a little out of place in it. Um, but I'll tell you, Season of the Witch is a really interesting horror film. Uh-huh. A very interesting horror film where they're like, it's a bunch of knights taking a witch to be executed mm-hmm. for the crimes of Satanism, like in their old village. And like, as they're going, it's like a four-day journey, like, back. And as they're going, they're plagued by a witch. And, like, she's like, it's not me. Like, she keeps, like, she maintains her innocence. Like, I'm not a witch. Mm-hmm. Like, you've chosen to call me a witch. Like, I'm not a witch. Like, what you are, though, is bewitched. And it becomes this whole, like, is she or isn't she a witch? And it's good. It's wow. very good. Like it, it has Nicolas Cage with a you know a phony British accent and like, you know he cage. He cannot he cannot do a British accent, dude. Like, no, he, he cannot do any accent. In Captain Corelli's Mandolin, he tries to do a, 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 an Italian accent yeah. and fails miserably. He fails pretty miserably at all his accent. And like when I say British accent, I mean like Kevin Costner and Prince of Thieves, <laughs> like. That that whole like, hey, I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Chris, I'm dropping the British accent. <laughs> like, it really feels that way with that with season of the witch. But 
Um, much like Prince of Thieves, also a very cool movie. Like Season of the Witch is very cool. So I'm looking it up, and that movie is directed by Dominic Senna, uh-huh. who also directed Nicolas Cage and Gone in 60 Seconds. Which I fucking love. Which is a big, dumb, stupid, ridiculous, just over-the-top, uh, nonsensical movie, and it is phenomenal and infinitely better than any of the gone in any of the uh fast and furious movies let me tell you something man if i if i have a conversation with you and i casually mention that i like that movie uh, and you're like oh but the original one is so much better i'm like that's fine i'm not arguing that the original one is better i yeah. i i prefer the original one too but i like the remake i think it's fun and if you're gonna sit there and tell me that it's dumb and then fucking tell me that you like Fast and the Furious part anything. Yeah. I'm gonna slap you. I'm going to yeah. slap you in the mouth. Like, don't even fucking come to me about plausibility when it comes to a fucking Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> like, I'll slap you in the mouth. We're one away from part 10. And I'm fine with them calling it Fast X. But if yeah. this whole thing was to not call the last one Fast 10, your seatbelts, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> Like that's that, gonna be that's gonna be the tagline. I guarantee you. At if least it's that's not gonna be the tagline. Tag I'm going to be irate. I need to see it somewhere on a poster. Like yeah. I have been saying this since like part five. Like mm-hmm. I've literally been doing that joke. It's kind of amazing that it's a meme. Like yeah. I'm not trying to be a hipster about it. It's just the truth. I've been saying that joke for a really long time. Like oh yeah, dude, the tenth one's gonna be called Fast Ten. Your seatbelts. Like, and I'm like okay, dude, we're one away. If I don't get it, like I'm gonna be mad. I don't. I'm not fucking saying like compensate me for it or anything like that. I don't don't even want credit for the joke. I just want the joke to happen. You hear that movie gods? We're begging you. We're on our hand. We're on our metaphorical hands and knees begging you for fast 10 year seatbelts. Like I will go and give my money to fast nine right now. If it guarantees a fast 10 and the possibility a fast tenure seatbelts. <laughs> no, they're, they're supposed to end with the 11th movie. Like, supposedly it's going to end with the 11th movie. And I'm like, oh. okay, so, 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 10's in the, so 10's on the books. We've yeah. got 10. Okay. Call, God damn it. Call it fast tenure seatbelts. Like, <laughs> and put Nicolas Cage in it. Yeah. Like, who the hell is oh. that? Just have, like, fucking Dominic Toretto, like, he's family. Like, yeah. Yeah, I think I would love, I would love I don't to see care. a crossover between uh, Fast and the Furious and Gone in 60 Seconds, man. Imagine Nicolas Cage in a fast movie. That'd be fucking hilarious. Yeah. Cast him as Memphis Raids. I'm in. I'm in. That, I a, think that's one, of, that's one of the coolest names. <laughs> I was say, I was like, that's such a cool name, isn't it? Memphis Reigns. Yeah. Like, boy, if I was an outlaw country singer, Memphis Reigns. Memphis Reigns. There you go, man. And he's so, he's, he's so cool in this movie, dude. Like, um, he he's he's portrayed as being like like all the bad guys in this movie are are portrayed as cooler than 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 the other side of the pillow, dude. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then he's just cooler than everybody. Yeah. Who would have thought the course, hair would have worked? <laughs> but of course, like uh uh Christopher Eccleston, dude. Like everybody knows him as as the as Doctor Who. This is where I first saw Christopher Eccleston because I don't watch Doctor Who. Like I'm not a Doctor Who fan at all. Yeah, me neither. But like him as Raymond Kalitri. <laughs> like, yeah, dude. You know. Some of the like, asshole that promised him 50 cars. More an asshole. Do I do look I like look an asshole? Like yes, yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. 
He was so good in this movie, dude. Yeah. And such a good bad guy name, too. Raymond Kalitri. Kalitri. It just sounds like a bad guy name. Yeah. Like, For the longest time, I thought this movie was directed by Michael Bay, but then I... It feels I like it. it. Yeah. But, um, and then this guy directed by Michael Bay, but then this guy went on to to a direct swordfish, which was half a movie. Um, <laughs> it's sad, just sad. Yeah, that was uh, well, it was, it was like 80% of it was in focus. There's um, only there's only two, there's two good reasons to watch that. They're Halle both Halle Berry, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I guess they but, knew what uh, kind of movie they were making, and they're like, how much do we have left in the budget? Like, not enough to fix this movie. Like, is it enough to get Halle Berry topless? Like, yeah, it is, actually. Like, just, let's just do that. Yeah. Like, how much did she want? Like, yeah, it's fine. Get and, her. Hey, it worked on me. I bought the movie, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. I watched it. Like, yeah. like, I saw the movie. This is before the internet was the internet, ladies and gentlemen. So mm-hmm. don't, don't at me, bro. Don't at me. <laughs> Back when you had to go to Mr. Smith. But, yeah, uh, and not Google. Fast forwarding to the good parts. Yeah, I know the tagline, so sue me. <laughs> <laughs> we're old. Oh, man. Yeah, we're old, bro. Everybody's but... listening, like, I don't get it. Like, no. Nah. <laughs> it's a good thing you don't. You couldn't survive that apocalypse. Yeah. Bro, how did we come from the fucking Mad Max wasteland now that I think about it? <laughs> no. How do we how do we learn anything before the internet? Like the 90s was a Mad Max wasteland, ladies and gentlemen. Like that's yeah. why everything was better in the 90s. We didn't know how bad everything was. I know. We were so like we 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 didn't know how good we we thought that the 90s was was like the worst time to be alive, dude. But so little did we know. <laughs> little did we know. But I'll tell you who's making it better, dude. Who's making it easier? Nicholas fucking Cage, dude. That's right. And, uh, <laughs> Thank like God the the Cage. the movie that we did a couple of weeks ago, Willie's Wonderland, man, just like renewed my faith in in humanity and it re- renewed my faith in in filmmaking and it, it, and it, everything. It's one of, it, it is one of those movies that, like, man, you give a guy a couple bucks and he can fucking yeah. run with it. Yeah. Like I, I love seeing those types of movies where like just give me a little bit of money and let me show you what I can do. Yeah. Like it was Wonderland is one of those films. Like it's so fucking fun. And then like, you give you give you give somebody like Richard Stanley a shit ton of money and Nicolas Cage and then he makes freaking uh color out of space, dude. Jesus Christ, what a scary fucking movie. I, I maintain like watch that movie, guys. Like Yeah. It's I, very I, worth it. I, I don't know if that's one of those movies that when people are like, do you think I'll like it? Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. like I, I, it's not your average run of the mill horror film. It's a horror movie in like, mm-hmm. in the sense that I've never seen a horror movie like this before. I've seen stuff touch on this type of stuff. Like I could compare it to the thing, but it's not really like the thing. <laughs> like it's, 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 um, it's what, I guess some like like a, a an abstract artist would would take away from the thing. If you were to ask an abstract artist to to remake the movie, it would be Color Out of Space. Yeah, you know? yeah, that, that, that makes that makes a fuck ton of sense actually. <laughs> like again, man, it's it's just one of those movies that like watch it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. take take the hour and a half to watch it. Decide whether or not you're into it. Like it's The Shining meets The Thing in a very different way 
Like, so let me let me give you a uh, let me give you a, a a quick rundown of all the quote unquote characters that he's going to play uh, in the next couple of years because he's got he's got I don't know how many movies uh, right now on IMDb and post production. So starting starting with uh, a movie that he did in 2018 called Between Worlds, his name was Joe Majors. Nice. And then in Running with the Devil, he's called the Cook. Mm-hmm. Then Aranya. Uh, Walter Wiley Grug Hero the janitor Lord Highfire and in a movie that's coming out this year called Pig Rob <laughs> I'm in I can't like just these character names alone like gets me excited to watch you, these performances you forgot the untitled Joe Exotic project that fucking bitch Carol Baskin <laughs> <laughs> the fucking bitch girl basket, man. <laughs> so this movie is supposed to come out, I believe, on Netflix, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, that's just going to. What we said, uh, what we said last week, uh, what I said last week, still stands. <laughs> um, this is going to be a shit show. The the, <laughs> the documentary, the documentary is only enjoyed by I think like the worst of the worst types of people. <laughs> Uh, present company included it's a show filmed in a toilet (laughs) yeah like a literal toilet man because um let me put it to you this way man dirty brown Um, water trash (laughs) they take it they they the they used to run a uh um like a like a tiger sanctuary and they would get the uh uh the the leftovers from all the food that they fed the tigers and that's the food that they used to make the snacks for the people who come and visit. <laughs> that's that, that's how trashy they are. Like they would take the leftover meat that they would give to the the tigers. They'll take the leftover meat, and that's what they made the pizza with. I uh, and yeah, I... yeah. <laughs> Fuck those people, dude. Fuck all yeah. of them. I hope they die a, a, a terrible, horrible death. <laughs> yes, no, they really deserve but... to die, and I hope they burn in hell. <laughs> I hope they live the rest of their lives with a pebble in their shoe. Okay, that's as far as I'll go. I hope they live the rest of their lives with a pebble in their shoe. <clears throat> but, but the one that I'm really looking forward to, yeah, we, we brought this up last week also, was the unbearable weight of massive talent where uh, a cash-strapped Nicolas Cage agrees to make a paid appearance at a billionaire super fan's birthday party, but is really an informant for the CIA since the billionaire fan is a drug kingpin and gets (laughs) cast in a Tarantino movie. What is this? And Nicholas Nicholas Cage, Pedro Pascal, Tiffany Haddish. What did we as a society do to deserve this blessing upon us? I'm going to be so fucking pissed if I die before that movie comes out. You have no idea, dude. Check out this cast. Check out this cast. Nicholas Cage, Pedro Pascal, Tiffany Haddish, Neil fucking Patrick Harris, dude. Like... (laughs) We don't deserve this, man. This is too good for us. Troopers. Like, Uh, oh my God. I can't wait, man. I I, I cannot wait. I am so happy. We are so undeserving. And I'm like, I'm dead serious. I'm going to be so fucking pissed if I die before this comes out. Because it's been like, it should have come out in 2020. And like, I'm pissed that it hasn't. Like, they halted filming on it. And I'm like, you better fucking start back up soon. Like I, I'm, yeah, I, I'm so far from 
I totally what? blame Donald Trump for this. I blame him for everything, that piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. But 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 uh, 2022 uh, that the uh, the release date is April 22nd 2022. So they're going for the two 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 thing, yeah. which they better put in the freaking <laughs> uh, marketing. God damn, I, I want to see that movie so goddamn bad, and like I'm excited to see a Meta Cage movie. Like because yeah. like I've said before, man, he cracks me up because like if you watch behind the scenes stuff with him. And they're talking to him about like doing his freak out. And he goes, So you guys want like where where are we at? Like 60% cage rage or like way at 90%. Like he's totally aware. Mm-hmm. Like he's not like trying to act really hard and just like people are giggling. Like, no, dude, like he's mastered the joke. Like he gets yeah. it. He gets what he gets people like. And like he runs with it. You know what I mean? It's like fucking. It's like being Matt LeBlanc and walking into a building and going, how you doing? Like, everybody's going to cage shit. Like, everybody he, expects him to do that. Everybody wants him to cage rage. And he's like, how like how much rage do you want? You know what I mean? Like, he totally fucking gets it. And, like, I I, I just, I <laughs> I like that he's he's so fucking deep into his own joke that he's, like, down to play himself in a movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's so fucking funny to me. And, like, I can't, I personally can't wait to fucking see that one. Like, if I'm this super is, excited If this that is one. Nicolas Cage's last movie, then I, I think, I think, uh, I think that it would be the perfect cap for a perfect career. And, I, uh, it would be. If it was his last movie, it would be. And, like, it, it kind of, it, I used to know this comedian. Uh, his name was Berto. I think he like stopped doing comedy a long time ago, mm. but he used to have this joke that he closed his show with that I thought was the funniest fucking thing ever. And he goes, I'd like to close my show off with an impression. This is my impression of a ninja who smokes. <laughs> and he's like, he just stands there and he like pulls out a fake cigarette, like lights it, takes a deep drag. And like, Sometimes the joke would go on for like three minutes of like prepping a cigarette, like packing the smokes, opening them. Like it would get that just makes it funnier. <laughs> yeah, and he would do this. He would go like, and pretend he would put up a mask, and then he would just run off stage, and he'd never come back. <laughs> and like he would literally wait. He would go somewhere and hide, and he would wait for somebody to get up on stage, for the host to get up on the stage and like, well, that was Berto, everyone. And then he would haul ass back and he'd, thank you very much. And like, <laughs> I remember telling him like, if I never saw you again, that would have been the greatest fucking joke I had yeah. ever heard in my life. Like if he disappeared and I never saw that dude again, I would never forget him. And like, it would have been the funniest fucking thing i'd ever seen dude like yeah. i was in tears when he ran back and he was like thank you everybody and I'm like, <laughs> you fucking idiot dude like, laughing i'm like that's exactly how a ninja would go if you were smoking <laughs> it was so fucking good dude and like that would be an amazing way to go if you're cage like to play yourself in a weird fucking movie well, like, yeah, man. Well, well, that's that would that would be an amazing ending, man. But uh, right now we've come to an end of this episode, man. Let us know what you guys think uh, is y'all's favorite 
uh, Nicolas Cage movie moment ism. Uh, I mean, he's got he's got millions of them, so I'm, I guarantee you, everybody's got a different one. But I think that the only thing that Nicolas Cage needs to do uh, is maybe do a Tarantino movie. What do you think? I would fucking kill to see him in a Tarantino film. That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like I would not only would I like to see him in a Tarantino film, I would love to see him play himself. Right? Like, I would like love to see a time in Hollywood type. I would love to see one of those surreal realities where uh-huh. Nicolas Cage is playing himself in a different universe. You know and... what? When, when he eventually makes Kill Bill Volume Three, he needs to play kills. He needs to play Kill uh, Bill's brother or something. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like the main bad guy or something. Just something ridiculous like that. Yeah. And his name would be Phil. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kill Phil. <laughs> it's like it's like Bill's twin brother. He's like, you don't look the same. That's what everybody says. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, man. So with that being said, man, next week, uh, we are going to do a deep dive into quite possibly the most famous Tarantino movie ever made. My all-time favorite movie uh ever made and uh maybe the movie that opened the eyes of countless 90s kids to mm-hmm. film and filmmaking and the auteur that is quentin tarantino man i am beyond hyped for this one and like uh, it's like i said last week we were talking about doing it like i was like what the fuck that can be said about Pulp Fiction that hasn't been said already. But you know what? You're also absolutely right. It hasn't been said by us. So, like, yeah. I'm looking forward to to doing Pulp Fiction next week, man. This is going to be exciting. It's going to be fun, man. So tune in next week, ladies and gentlemen, where we're going to cover Quentin Tarantino's uh, 1994 classic Pulp Fucking Fiction. Excited. And, uh, excited excited i tell you so i uh, hope you guys enjoyed this uh nicholas k retrospective on the movie know it all podcast but until next week i'm will i'm bob and that my friends was the movie know it all podcast here on rgv titan radio we are the 956 have a good one later <laughs> Are you looking for great local music? Then tune in to RGVTitanRadio.com. We play everything local, like hip-hop, rock, and country. If you want your music played on our radio station, then send your music to playmymusic at rgvtitanradio.com. Once more, that's playmymusic at rgvtitanradio.com. Be sure to send MP3 files that include the names of the track, album, and band or artist along with cover art. rgvtitanradio.com. We are the 956.